The sudden dissipating flap of wings in the darkness immediately above him reminded Detective Alex Landon that they were not alone, even in that desolate and inhospitable stretch of central Arizona's Sonoran Desert. Ignoring the fleeing bird, he continued to scan the valley floor below them to identify any potential threats, which his night vision goggles and AR-15 rifle's high-powered scope presented in varying shades of bright neon green. From his position just below the summit of a nameless central Arizona desert hill, Alex held a commanding view of the surrounding environment and anyone who approached his three-person team. Owl, 11 o'clock low. Special Agent Xavier Bryant, the designated sniper for tonight's operation, whispered after spotting the fleeing aerial predator, descending to the left. Got it, Bryant's observer, Officer Esther Sadez, replied. Estimated range to target 50 yards, so aim a foot low and slightly left to dispatch it. Nice work, Essie, Bryant confirmed. Send it, she coyly whispered. Alex heard jest in her voice and chuckled at the morbid joke. He glanced over at the pair and found the starlight just sufficient to allow him to watch both sniper and observer track the bird with their nearly identical three hundred thirty eight Lapua bolt-action sniper rifles. Despite being designated as tonight's observer, Essie carried the same rifle and ammunition as Bryant in the event that, for any number of reasons, he couldn't take a necessary shot. She's the math whiz tonight, he thought, and Zave's the trigger puller. A lot of owl permits, Bryant replied, maybe next season. Irrespective of their darkly humorous hypothetical plot to kill a revered bird of prey, Alex marveled at Celez's quick solution to the exceptionally complex math problem. In only a few seconds, she estimated the range to a target below and moving away from her, and determined where she and Bryant had to aim their rifles to strike it while taking into account her scope's current settings and environmental factors like temperature, wind, and humidity. Hot damn, she's good. Earlier that day, Bryant had explained that finding a spot on ballistics solution for the sniper teams was akin to calculating the space shuttle's re-entry trajectory and landing. Thermo says temps are steady at 92 and 20% humidity, Bryant offered. No real change, then, Celez responded. Too damned hot for 2 a.m. After creeping into position beneath the moonless August tonight, Alex and his partners had spent nearly three motionless hours on thin foam mats atop sharp rocks and fine, silty dust just below the apex of a short, steep desert hilltop. Along with 58 other members of the Arizona Anti-Narcotics Task Force, they occupied elevated positions that formed a north-facing horseshoe above a squarish valley floor, which they dispassionately called the kill box. Alex patiently awaited their quarry, and despite his expected reality, hoped the initial shock and awe of tonight's planned operation prevented any violence. All units, be advised... Alex Police Radio broadcast the task force leader's voice into his noise-canceling headset. Southbound motion sensors tripped one mile north. His body's fight-or-flight response slightly activated at the imminent and almost guaranteed gunfight, and Alex began combat breathing to restore his calm. Four count in. Hold for four. Four count out. From an unknown place to his north, the approaching caravan slowly became audible. Confirm range to kill box, Bryant quietly demanded. Solis provided a calm, almost immediate response. South edge at 500 yards, center at 615. The north and outside edges are 750. The box is centered around the stand of Palo Verde trees just west of the dry creek bed that runs north-south through the whole box. Nice little playground for us, Essie. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Affirm, Zave. Landon? Solis spoke without taking her eye from her rifle's high-magnification night-vision scope. You good? 
all set. Alex heard the caravan's ominous din growing louder beneath their quiet conversation. Some of those trucks were coming in fast. He expected to have seen the headlights by now, based on the apparent proximity of the oncoming noise, and reminded himself the drug cartel's drivers wore military-grade night vision goggles to navigate the desert washes and trails without them.